This year saw us exploring the psychological implications of clothing. We did this with last year's first-year fashion design students at the University of Johannesburg. We picked a winning design, and the winning students are here, Sonal, Kristen, and Brittany. Now, it's taken some time to interview them because they're students with impossible timetables, but we're happy, we're happy to finally have them here. Even me, I'm here. <laughs> I'll get to you, Em. <laughs> so I'll introduce you guys again a little later, but for now, I just really want to give a quick breakdown of this collaboration. So we explored the concept of enclosed cognition with the students, which is clothing's ability to affect the wearer's psyche and overall mental and physical performance. So what you perceive of a garment while you're wearing it is how your brain will perform. Now, through this process, what we saw was just how far clothing's impact goes. And just speaking about it or even presenting a new garment is no match for association. What do I mean by this? Well, it's when we associate meaning to what we see. It's stored memory, like associating wealth and sophistication to people who wear Gucci or Prada, or when we associate respect and seriousness to a man in a suit. Those connections that our minds make are a design in themselves. So beyond reimagining and redesigning garments, associations need redesigning as well. So to help us explore this further, we have Sanal Nagar, Kristen Solomon, and Brittany Shepston. So good to have you. Welcome. Really We're good. Glad to be here. Thank you for <laughs> having us. Yeah. <laughs> how, how you, you guys are divas. It took so long. <laughs> and as usual, we have my lovely co-host, Mbalin Jumani. Oh, stop. <laughs> So welcome to the Maid Sessions on cliffcentral.com. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, guys, it's so cool to have you here. How do you feel? Excited. Uh, excited. excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be nervous. So chill. So, I mean, you guys only just like redesigned the domestic worker uniform. Nothing <laughs> no much. Big deal. Nothing to be nervous <laughs> No <about>. big deal. <laughs> uh, speaking of that uniform, so, I mean, it was quite competitive, that process, eh? How, how many in your class in total? About 25. 25. Yeah. So you're three out of 25, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, everyone, so all 25 students, uh, they worked in teams and they all submitted several designs per team. And then from those designs, we, we chose one. So you actually had quite a few as well, hey? Yes. yes. Mm, yeah. and, and from the, f- so we probably had like an excess of like what? Maybe 30. 30 designs so, to choose yeah. from. Yeah. Um, and you guys won. It was a so, clear winner as well. I remember the first clear. time Bailey saw it. She was like, Oh my god, this is it. <laughs> yeah, she literally but, did that though. No, I was like, I'm done. She's like, let I'm me, done she tells me, she tells me, let me know when you're finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finished. Let me know when you're finished. <laughs> no, dudes, it was really, it was really that good. Um, so talk us through the winning uniform design. What was the philosophy behind it? Because the whole project was about enclosed cognition. Um, mm. We took a look at the previous uniform and um, we looked at how it made domestic workers feel. So we did in-depth research. Um, We spoke to our housekeepers and we asked them a lot of questions on how it makes them feel. They weren't quite comfortable wearing it in public. Um, And then we took a look at how other uniforms look. Brittany uh, was speaking of how we look at the Dubai Emirates air hostesses and yes. they walk so proud. They do. And we wanted to to create a uniform that created that um, proudness. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. And I mean, it's a beautiful uniform. And what I love about it is that it kind of evolves. Yeah. Um, yes. So it goes from being a, a pinafore to being a dress. Yes. Uh, what was the thinking behind that? 
Okay. Also, by the way, a pinafore is an apron for the many people who don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, with, within our university, the way they make us think is that you, you don't want to design something that has one purpose. Mm. It's, always, it's always better to have one garment that can give multiple purposes. Mm. So to be able to design a uniform that can turn into something that's not actually a uniform. Mm. So like the pinafore that mm. turns into a dress that you can wear out. Mm. That was our main focus. And just to take stock a little bit, because I know we threw you guys in the deep end. Um, have all three of you had domestic workers? Yes. Yeah. Have all of them worn uniform? Yeah. No. Uh huh. My domestic worker, she, well, she's left now, but she used to, but she had the choice Mm. and she just wanted to, and sometimes she wouldn't. It just depended on what work she was doing. Okay. So you've at least all had domestic workers, and I'm sure you've seen the uniform around. So what did you think of it before? It wasn't palatable. It wasn't palatable. (laughs) (laughs) Layman terms. I know you're like fancy, like fashion designers. Describe this for the lemon. <laughs> no, it's it had it it showed no shape. Um, it was very generic. Mm. Um, the colors were drab. The design. When I spoke to the housekeepers, um, my housekeeper chose not to wait. Mm. Um, she felt like her personality was drowning in it. Mm. Well, what I'm wondering is, um, is all clothing fashion? Like, is all clothing tailored or designed? So even that, even though, you know, you say that it was very straight and not designed, was that a design as well? Was was it a very intentional? I think it used to be. So it once was designed and now it's developed into something different. So it may mm. have had... I think I remember in our panel discussion, mm. the panel discussion, mm. they were saying how it was once a Victorian mm. or um, I can't remember exactly. but mm. So then now it's developed into almost the high and the upper class and then those clothes got handed down to those that couldn't afford clothes and then they just wore those. Its purpose was completely outdated, essentially. Yes. Um, and because it didn't have a purpose, then maybe what happened along the line is that that's how kind of the stigma crept into it, yeah. right? Because it became about, um, their situation rather than what the garment was initially designed for. And there's, there's so many different ways that the garments are designed. So one, the one way could be that they design prestige into it. And then when you wear it by virtue of, of that association, you are a prestigious person. You know, there's yes. the other way um, it is made. And then when you wear it, you're the one that ultimately determines what it starts to represent, the kind of value that it has. Yes. In which order do you think the uniform was designed? Back in the day, uh, help was about status. Yes. So oh, it, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it I had remember. it had more to do with yeah. um, the the employers and their status than it did with the the women who were supposed to wear it. I think, especially in the history of South Africa, people who offered a service to the upper class, people, mm. they were never considered as people, mm. especially in apartheid times. Mm. They were always seen as that person that's cleaning my house and never seen mm. as a person. Mm. So I think it never had. That sense of um, power or mm. sense of pride put into it. It was just there as a uniform. It was okay. never. And do you think? Do you think something that um, might require mass production because there are uniforms? Usually, uniforms are mass produced. Do you think that they could? That even though something is mass produced, that it could still be something that allows 
want to express themselves. So the All Stars mass produced, and mm. yet it symbolizes something so special. It's mm. true. So I believe that um, if we emphasize on the design and what it's meant to mean, mm. I think we can look over the mass production. Yeah, I mean, mm. I guess what it boils down to is who is the design for? Is it for the wearer or is it for somebody else? Yeah, yeah. And I think the reason why their individuality was written out of it was they were never actually the market for it, yes. which is like quite an interesting way to think about it. They were never actually, I mean, to this day, domestic workers don't go and buy yes. their own uniform, right? Mm-hmm. It's given to them. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think... All stars, on the other hand, uh, are different because they're designed for the people who buy them. Yes. Um, and for for the way they want to feel and and look. I know about like hotels and stuff. There's a lot of people that hire um, companies to come and personally fit uniforms mm. onto all of their their staff. So mm. a dem- um, a cleaner, um, mm. a chef. Uh, hostess, mm. they're all getting the same treatment, the same uniform, and the mm. same um, serve. They, yeah, the same uniform, even though they have different um, yeah. levels of work. Mm. If something is a uniform, then presumably it it it's for uniformity, and it usually is about like a brand or an employer yeah. rather than the person wearing it. So, do you think in that instance, take a school uniform for instance, right? To what extent do you think? When something is a uniform, the wearer has a right to a, a personality. I think with, well, being a domestic worker, I think you do have and you should be um, representing who you are because mm. you're in such an environment that you're trying to help other people be who they are. You're mm. busy cleaning up their house. You're busy helping their kids. So showing... That's brilliant. <laughs> so you must also stand for your values and your morals so if you want to wear your pink long sleeve shirt you must wear that pink long sleeve shirt because it's your pink long sleeve shirt so <laughs> you, I think it is important to show who you are and I think there obviously are limits and it does depend on your employer I think but I think you do have the right to be yourself and to yeah but like adding on to the school uniform thing and, and having your own put- input into it for me when I was in school uh, you'd have to wear your uniform in a certain way but I'd have that certain pride so that I knew I looked great in that uniform and Mm. even like getting a scroll Mm. you're showing how Mm. you're showing your individuality even Mm. though you're wearing the school's uniform but but what what school uniforms also do is represent a collective but domestic workers are individuals that look like a collective. Yeah, precisely. Yes. So know, that is the thing, is they work for a home and it's a one-on-one relationship, but yeah. it's designed as though, you know, every South African home was yeah. a, a collective or a Pakistan girls. Where it, so it's, it's, it's actually a bit ironic mm. that they have uniforms when mm. they're not working as collectives in those uniforms. You no. know, it's, it's so It's so personal Absolutely. what they do that they shouldn't... And it's even different if you work for a cleaning company, right? So if you work for like a, a cleaning company that does um, commercial cleaning in like mm-hmm. offices, mm-hmm. that's very different 
as well. But when you work as yourself, you're almost like a freelancer if you're a domestic worker. And the jobs, they range so much, right? Yeah. One mm-hmm. domestic worker does is not what another domestic yes. worker does. So you're absolutely right in that. Did you test your designs with any domestic workers? I didn't have the actual designs with me. Uh, but what I did do was um, I showed pictures to my domestic worker and a few others. And... They went crazy. Did they? Yes. yes. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. They're like, you've got to make me one, like soon. <laughs> they went crazy. They loved it. They loved. Um, they loved the design, and um, they 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 actually thought it was modern. Now, if if everyone, if we told everyone, look, South Africa, this is a new domestic worker outfit. Do you think that it would carry the same stigma that the current one does? Um, I think if we make sure we communicate the right message and make them understand what how it all began, I think it will take a totally different approach. Yes. I think it will create a bigger impact in terms of how we treat our domestic workers. Mm. Because personally, with this project, my whole view changed. Really? Yes. Mm. I, I didn't know so much. I mean, I learned so much through the project. And from there, I then took it further and communicated it to my friends and family. Mm. Um, my, my, a lot of perspectives then started changing. Mm. So given what we said before about um, it not making sense for this one uniform to represent all domestic workers, do you think then perhaps what's missing? Um, and we love the design that we have. And we mm. think, you know... The lovely thing about this design is a lot of individuality can be built into it, right? So you can wear it in different ways Mm -hmm. um, and personalize it. But do you think that's enough or do you think there needs to be more of a range? Well, I think in terms of maybe the weather, Mm. uh, seasons, I think it, I mean, a different range could come into handy. And also maybe a, a, a range where there's a certain purpose in the house. So you get mm. protected from the certain jobs okay. in the household. So Okay, so we're trying to avoid um, doing something different mm-hmm. just for the sake of being different. And I think you as designers are probably always like <laughs> engaging with that. Your lecturers yes. are probably telling you, you know, like design isn't just about making something look different, right? Yes. It's about it responding to what your brief is asking you, the parameters, the realities, all that kind of stuff. So how is your design not just, you know, new or different, but actually better? Um, I know with our design, we we tried to incorporate a way in which the domestic workers could use, use their own clothing hmm. and use the uniform as the protective layer so it's not actually the uniform that they're wearing it's just like a thing that they can put over so the uniform complements them yes Yes. exactly yes not Mm. the other way around yeah even the way it zips up into her dress then it's not a uniform anymore then it's a dress Mm. it's completely different it's never seen as a uniform that's like a whole purpose of our design it wasn't meant to be seen as a uniform it's meant to be seen as something that can go with your outfits Mm. like when you go out you can just zip it up into a dress and you can go out and you'll look yeah what was the hardest thing about redesigning this uniform Personally, I think the hardest thing was to actually design something that did justice for the whole purpose. Mm. It was such a deep purpose for us. Um, I mean, if you look into it, I mean, 
we don't usually get we're not for, like we 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 were so fortunate to get a project where it showed us how clothing can change perception in the world and change things <laughs> the way things are done. We were so fortunate to get this project and to have that responsibility oh, and take it through to the <laughs> end. That was for me I mean it was challenging and amazing at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think another challenging part was the fact that we don't know how it feels to wear this uniform. Mm. So creating something that we aren't, we don't really associate ourselves with that. Mm. But now having that type of challenge was really, really amazing because like Sonal said, it did, um, it did help us and it did open our eyes. And then eventually once our eyes were like open, we could approach every different type of angle and put like a perception of it because I mean, not perception, but like different <laughs> angle of it so that we can come up with like a very, very good solution. Mm. We tried. Mm. So. And did you learn anything new or interesting about yourselves or your fellow classmates, maybe about their relationships to domestic workers? I actually, after having this conversation to my with my domestic worker, I started building a friendship with her. Ah. And... um I mean, I think that changed a lot in the household. Um, That's incredible. You know, sometimes I would go home and I could see that she wasn't happy. And sometimes you would think you're doing something wrong in the house because my family is very easygoing. But then after starting to speak to her, I realized that maybe her goal wasn't to become a domestic worker, but to be something more. Mm. And then I started thinking, how can you help someone grow from there? You know, that also started, I mean, I started realizing. And, uh. Jeez, that's incredible. That's, yeah. And so much more than, I mean, we always hope for, we always hope what we do will kind of, um, lend itself to more depth and, um, more communication and interaction and more understanding between people. Yes. But just to hear you say that is absolutely incredible. And I think the power for me in this was you must have, started to identify with these women as women, yes. right? Um, but I, you don't realize how much someone is going through. They're standing right next to you and they're not able to communicate. Mm. That was painful mm. for me to see is that, I mean, we're so, we, we sit next to each other. We, we walk past each other and yet mm. there's such close communication. You can't, you don't know what the next person going through. Mm. And you, you're in a position to help at times. Or you feel more entitled in the space to voice your concerns than someone else in the same space. Like you, you have more of a chance to voice out your concerns and issues in your home than she does, but yes. you're in the same home. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. So on that point, to what extent do you think clothing plays a role in closing off communication? Uh, personally, um, when I look mm. like I don't feel comfortable in what I'm wearing, um, I feel like I'm looking a bit drab. <laughs> My face is down. Mm. Yeah. Already I'm closing communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm too uh, conscious about what someone's going to say about my sneaker. Mm. So already I move away from people. Mm. So. Or like a stain that you got. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> 
and like it's so visible, yeah, but you're dying to have the person not say anything yeah. to you, you know. But it like affects you it mentally. Does. It really does. Mm. It throws you off completely. I mean, literally, all roads lead home. Once I feel like crap, mm. yeah. like I'm done as, with the whole day. As soon as yeah. I I leave the house, I just want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else matters. <laughs> yeah. um, also, uh, when I, I had a conversation with um, my husband's, um, it's, she's the nanny slash housekeeper. I'm not too sure what's the title there. Um, and I started having a conversation with her and I realized how much she reads, hmm. how much knowledge <coughs> she has, mm. how much she actually has to share. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Mm. Mm. And so, again, where does clothing play a role in that? Maybe. And then it's it's subconscious. Sometimes you don't do it purposely. But as soon as you see the uniform, Mm. you associate it with something. Mm. And it's not actually the reality of Mm. it. Mm. But the thing is, as well, when she's going into your space, she's not there to show you how clever she is. That's not what she's yes. going there yeah. for. Yes, so yeah. The interesting thing that um, we heard from a group of domestic workers, and actually there was one in particular, but I think the rest agreed with her, is the beauty of this uniform that you've designed is it doesn't give away what they are. Mm. So they can be so much more. Yes. So with that, um, and it might not be an easy question, but anyone can take it. What do you think is fashion's fundamental aim? Um, so, firstly, I decided to get into fashion because I was not initially into fashion. Um, was because I realized it can change your attitude. Mm. Um, you can change perception. And... Yeah. I, I mean, I knew very little before I got to campus, but through our lectures, through subjects like theory of clothing and through projects like these, you learn that fashion e- plays a huge role in society. Um, I mean, the clothes we wear represent a lot about us. And I mean, through times in history, if you look at the different costumes, it played different roles and it got out of different it got you out of different situations. And I think that is that is what I look at. Do you think it reflects human evolution? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Do you think it's one of the most accurate The whole of human <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for real please well. <laughs> I love my co host. <laughs> Do you think it reflects <laughs> the meaning of life <laughs> Of life itself <laughs> I mean you know that's what you're studying right yeah. That's pretty hectic <laughs> No but I mean when you think about Like the, the loincloths When people were in the caves It reflected the kind of tools that they had At yes. the time you know It reflected the kind of uh, things that they could hunt for That kind of stuff So it literally represented technology you know, and as we progressed every time, it I think it mm. it it represents human evolution. That's yes. just <laughs> my impression, and it's fundamental. And I think that's why I also think it's it's such a it's like a good thing to also um, explore when trying to see where we are in our country dem- democratically, as yeah. well. You know, like if if domestic workers were wearing the same thing during apartheid and after apartheid. Mm. You know, what are, what changes have 
actually happen in their lives, yes. you know, because on paper, yeah, maybe a few things have changed, more more laws have been put in place to protect them and that kind of stuff, but it's so unregulated that some of those laws aren't even mm. reinforced. Mm. Um, so I wonder if sometimes you can also see the progress of a society yeah. by clothing, mm. through clothing. What are your thoughts? So I think fashion is very influential. And um, like if we had to look back, let's say to the 1920s, we learned that it was a very extravagant time. And even the clothes represented that extravagant time. Mm. It re- represented the mentality that, okay, it's just the war's just finished. We have nothing to lose. We might as well spend mm. our money on everything and enjoy life as much as we can. And you can see it in their clothing. Mm. Like they wore jewels and bedazzled stuff and mm. changed the way that they thought about how they dressed, yeah. especially mm. women, mm. especially in, in those days. Mm. And um, I think even now that still happens. Like I know that there's quite a lot of companies now that are focused on sustainability and recycling, like finding ways to manufacture clothes in a different way that are eco-friendly and um, Mm. that will help the planet, especially like taking plastic and recycling plastic and making fabric from it. Yes, wow. Like I think that's, it shows how fashion isn't just a, it's, it's, it's not just something on your back. Shallow. Yeah, it's, yeah. Mm. it's not a shallow thing exactly. It's not shallow. But is it something you have to fight against all the time? As yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's people when, when you, <laughs> we struggle with this all the time. Whenever we tell somebody we're studying fashion design, there's always like that <laughs> the eye roll, the, oh. the eye roll, and then the. Oh, oh <laughs> that's cool. nice. <laughs> is that what you're doing? Oh, yeah. that's a university degree. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, so it's not a three-month course. <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually, on that on that note, um, Jacques, why is it why is it important for projects like this to be part of your learning? First part of the question. I think it's extremely important because I would never have thought about redesigning a domestic worker's uniform like it just it never crossed my mind mm. it never made me think out of that out of that box and yeah. try to find a way to help people that I that I associate myself with every day like some mm. like yeah. my domestic worker mm. she's there she's helping she's cleaning my room she's making my bed but I still don't mm. even think about no, how she good. would feel about what she's wearing but then I go to varsity and I'm like focused on okay i'm gonna design clothes for somebody who's wearing clothes all the time and just Mm, doesn't even think about it in a different way someone you don't know that intimately exactly so so do you think it gives this type of project um gives credibility to and substance to what you're studying yes because at the end of the day it starts from us Mm. we're the designers Mm. Um, so projects like this give us the opportunity to change things, to think differently and to push boundaries. Mm. And only then will we, will it escalate to something more. But is there innovation potential here or is it charity? Innovation. Innovation. Yes. Innovation. Perfect. Because mm. my, the next part to that question was then going to be, how can this sort of design process make you more commercially successful as fashion designers? We could apply these sort of principles in design as a whole mm. yeah. in society. Mm. I don't think this is charity. Um, it's just 
if if changing the way we think, mm. it's innovation. Mm. We're reaching mm. different places in our mind, and that's what we need. Mm. Yeah. And what about this idea mm. of decolonizing fashion design? Like this idea that like our learning needs to be more context specific, um, and that does. I think create a, a level of of sustainability to what we design if it matches the context that we're in, yes. right? Yes. So does that? I mean, is that something that's important to you? Um, I think it is. Um, where I come from, builds a strong base for me. Mm. You know, you always look back to your roots, mm. and yeah. we're South African at the end of the day. Mm. Only we can tell our story. Mm. So I think um, our education needs decolonization as well. Mm. Yeah. And do you think this is that type of project? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important because as designers we aren't just here to be creative and let our free like <laughs> thoughts just flow. We're here to design and fix those problems that we have the creative minds as you would like some would say to come up with those new solutions and that's why we call ourselves designers because we're here to design new solutions and make those give those problems uh, um, a solution. And I think that's why it's important, especially in our country. It's not because people do, you hear about it more overseas and their problems being solved. And over here, we, you just don't hear about it. So I think that's why it is important to implement that into our, um, our modules and our, hmm. and our projects. Mm. So like yesterday, uh, we were having a discussion with our business teacher and she said a lot of students go overseas and they want to try things. Yeah. They haven't tried it here in the South African market before. Mm. And if you haven't tried it out here in your home country, how is it going to make it overseas? Like mm. how? Mm. So you need to focus mm. on your home, your roots, yeah. where you come where from. You from. But this is the other thing about creativity. And this is why it's so sad to me that like commercially, in many ways, we're such a copycat society still. Mm. Is that for me, creativity comes from authenticity, mm-hmm. right? It comes from um, making the most of your your identity, you know, and from, from where you come from. And I think, you know, in a country that's such, with such rich heritage, diversity, um, just social issues, you know, history, all these good things, right? There's just like so many different conditions and backgrounds in this country and types of personalities and experiences to play with, you know? And those things for me are, are what makes creativity rich. And, um, you know, ultimately you can always be this, you can only be the second best version of another person, mm-hmm. you know, or another yeah. country or another culture. Um, so yeah, I guess it, it's just, it's nice to see young people who are very tuned in to the creative advantages of coming from a, a unique context. But with that, I do wonder, does your syllabus sort of aspire to Eurocentric ideals? You know, like, do you, when when students finish your course, do they tend to want to go to other places like Paris or New York, you know, those places that are considered, you know, places that reinvent fashion or that create all the trends and that kind of stuff. Do you think that anything about your curriculum and your syllabus also contributes to wanting that, to still believing that that is the way that fashion must be done? I don't think it's the curriculum itself. I think it's that 
as uh, in South Africa, we don't have enough textbooks with South African information in them. Mm. So we are we, we're learning from textbooks from uh, like the UK. Like now mm-hmm. we're doing a project for production, mm. and we're working with a UK textbook, and it's different. It's difficult because. They're working in different months to what we are working in because their winter is different to our winter. Mm. So I don't think it's actually wanting to learn from the UK. It's just that that's the only resources available. I tried to research on the nets to get the schedules that we needed. There was no information. Mm. So we just had to sort of work yeah, work, work around out. it um guess get it wrong yeah. <laughs> if you had to write a south african textbook for your curriculum what would be the theme what would be the topic what it, what would it be you were right <laughs> <laughs> no and i'll give you time to think about it like if, that's my topic <laughs> it could be like any area of fashion even it could be business it could be history it could be a case study it could be stories. It could be yeah. anything, anything, any kind of academic text that you could contribute as your legacy. Okay. Um, so I recently got married mm. and um, everyone was asking, are you, you you're studying design? Are you going to design your own thing? And I realized. <laughs> it's so broad. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, your own dress. Yeah, my own yes. dress. Oh, okay, gotcha, okay. Gotcha. okay. <laughs> um, and then I realized I'm Indian. In South Africa, mm. there was absolutely nothing meeting South Africa and India and putting it together. Huh. Mm. It was either there or I go <laughs> totally Western. Mm. But it wasn't anything that represented who I am right now, an Shucks. Indian South African. Shucks. Um, that was very difficult for me to yeah. work around. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a very good one. So what happened? Well, because um, India, the Indian outfits, because mm. it was a very um, Indian wedding, it was very re- a religious wedding, mm. um, I had to get outfits from India because they had the intricate embroidery and work <laughs> that I haven't seen right here in oh. South Africa. <laughs> but um, I didn't come across work from many designers that represented the two. Do you want to feel Indian South African rather than just Indian? I do. Mm. There's a very big difference mm. in the way I think and I, I, the clothes that I wear compared mm. to Indian people elsewhere. That's very cool. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's a want. Mm. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's a choice for you. Like that is how you feel, right? Yes, yes. Or well, that's your experiences, your yeah. sets of experiences. But some people don't want to. They, <laughs> because yeah. they don't. Because there's, 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 I uh, saw so an, uh, another, le- uh, uh, gold, a wedding picture and she actually ha- I don't know how how she got it done I didn't actually ask her but she had like these African designs incorporated hmm. into her oh, outfit that's interesting so and why is there people a lot of people don't want to is that because we're so multicultural and our origins are very different hmm. um, there are so many Indian people yeah. trying to be Indian in South Africa Chinese yeah. people trying to be Chinese in South Africa, white people trying to be European in South Africa who actually have no interest in bridging that gap and um, try to to differentiate themselves with anything. Mm. So I think it is is like a want. 
I wanted to ask you one more question about domestic workers, and this is just around association. So if we had to, if we had to work at something, at one thing about the domestic worker industry that could start to change what we associate to it, which is stigma, shame, them being invisible and unseen, those kind of things. If, if we could focus on one thing what would, that you think could change what we associate to it, what do you think that could be? I think um, if we could emphasize the impact that they actually have in our lives. Yes. Because if you, if you took your domestic worker and you took her out of your life, your household is it's going to finish because mm. like you're it's, it's done it's, it's finished. done yeah it's done <laughs> literally does you're so, you're so busy yeah. with your own life like mm. and they, they also have their own lives but if if they're not helping you what are you going to do without them like i think if we had to emphasize the importance that they have in our home yeah then i think that's very because mm. recently my our domestic worker has just she left and she was she raised me. She raised my 25-year-old brother. She was there before my parents, as my parents got married. So that's 27 years ago. Hmm. So she's been like my sister, my mother, my everything. So now that she's gone, it hasn't even been five months. And there's such a, <laughs> there's such a hole in like our lives. and An actual hole probably. Hey, hey. 100%. In the middle of the kitchen floor. No. <laughs> no, like in our hearts everywhere. It's just... Because she played such an important role. And I think being aware, like with this domestic worker uniform project that we got, I've become much more aware of how she felt. And now that she's gone, I can't do anything about that. Mm. So I've almost missed out on trying to help her. When I could have, she was, she she had gone already. So that's why I think it is really important what Brittany just said, because I really, really can, um, like, tell you how much it is important when they when people have like have um left mm. your house and your family there's mm. a huge huge hole in your life and it's it's sad to think that I could have done something about it and I could have helped her but now she's not there so I can't help her so I think it is important to let her know as well how important her job is mm. but then I want to know because you were young you know so you probably were too young to know just how significant she yeah. was in your house but do you think that your parents know how important she was I think my and did parents, they treat her accordingly yeah so in my family our domestic worker was she was literally part of our family so she was always um she was always there my whole family knew her. we never ever hid her away she, we were proud to have her with us and we always treated her with care. We treated her with absolute respect because she was the most important factor of our life. She was very, very important to us. So we and my parents did treat her very, very well. Mm. And What could you have done better then? I think knowing that her uniform... Because I never approached her about her uniform. And when I had this knowledge about how this type of stigma that's attached to her uniform, it was too late because she had gone. So yeah. I wish that I could have showed her this new uniform and expressed to her how important it was. Mm. Yeah. Well, now you have, and for so many other domestic workers. Yes. So I wouldn't yeah. be too hard on myself. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is such a thing as pay it forward, and you guys most certainly have. Yeah. And um, I just want to close it off a little bit quickly with a quote. Um, a quote that I actually want to fault um, but it's by Mark Jacobs and it says clothes mean nothing until someone lives in them. But I think in the context of domestic workers in their uniforms, 
we could actually rephrase it as clothes mean everything, even if people live in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you guys are so phenomenal. Congrats on winning. Congrats on incredible design. Well done on how absolutely thoughtful you've been. And we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And obviously from now on, your services to us personally will be pro bono. Right? <laughs> We've got like fashion designers for life. Right? Sure. <laughs> You're going to say something about um, I just want to thank Utiliza uh, and Imbali for actually giving us this opportunity. Yeah, yes. I think without your work and um, your awareness around the situation we wouldn't have gotten yeah. to where we are yes mm. wow thank you yeah, thank thank so you. no you <laughs> not us no you stop. <laughs> don't stop <laughs> with that thank you so much for joining us on the main sessions uh with cliffcentral.com how do they get in touch with us Please make sure to go on to our Twitter page at Made Project. That's M-A-I-D-E Project as well as Facebook, which is the Made Session. That's again M-A-I-D-E. Have a very good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you next week. Peace.